Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Keezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and SoundCloud. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. We have another great show for you. It's just a one-guest episode, but it will be entertaining, I promise. Recently, it was announced that Arena Football is returning to Albany in the National Arena League. The league is expected to begin its season in April 2021. Of course, with the pandemic still a problem, who knows what's going to happen. On Tuesday, the Albany team announced that it will retain the nickname of Empire. It was a very successful nickname, with the team going 22-7 in its two seasons in the Arena Football League. That culminated with winning what turned out to be the final Arena Bowl Championship last year. On Tuesday, I spoke with Rob Keefe who guided the Empire in the AFL and will do so in the NAL. It's a two-segment interview. Segment one dealt with the team, and segment two dealt with social justice, something Keith is passionate about. Here is segment one. Well, Rob, uh, welcome back to Albany. It's uh, great to have you back, and uh, how are things uh, with you? Uh, things are great. You know, I'm, I'm excited to be back. I, you know, thanks for having me on. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, you know big news. Obviously, we have coming out, and uh, just just really happy to be a part of this once again. Yes, as we taped this on Tuesday, the uh, organization announced that the name Empire will return. Uh, the, of course, a very successful name. Uh, you know, won the uh, Arena Bowl the last what turned out to be the last Arena Bowl championship uh, last year. Uh, how good does it have that? familiarity back with the name in, uh, in this area? Well, it's, it's big. I, I think it's big for a, a number of reasons. I mean, I think, you know, it's synonymous with winning. Um, and at the same time, from the logo, from the brand, you know, it means so much uh, to the community. And uh, from a recruiting standpoint, from our partners and sponsors uh, that we'll all get back in touch with, it, it just means a lot. And, uh, you know, anytime a new business has to change a brand, or have to start over uh, with with you know a whole new uh, you know idea you know sometimes that's difficult so this gets us off to running to just a great start and and hopefully picked up uh, where we left off. Well, let's let's talk about where you left off back in uh, 2019, winning the Arena Bowl championship. Everything's great, and then we find out come the fall that the Arena League is filing for Chapter Seven bankruptcy and uh, the league's not going to exist anymore. I mean, how did this catch you guys off guard? It did, you know. Some, uh, you know, I, I'm well informed. You know, I like to say uh, to be a head coach in, 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 you know, the Arena Football League, and uh, for that to be, um, you know, kind of, you know, kind of dropped, uh, you know, in our lap without us knowing, uh, it was. You know, it was it was tough. Uh, you know, it was hard to, to take, obviously, because you put so much effort and energy, and and you know, all the blood, sweat, and tears. You know, all the cliche things. But um, yeah, we, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, you know, and it was unfortunate because there's, you know, a lot of good people that were involved in that, players, coaches, staff members, ownership groups. Um, but again, you know, it, it is a part of a life and uh, something that we just have to, uh, you know, obviously, you know, take in stride. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it caught a lot of us off guard because we, we saw the, the success the team had in the, uh, the, the team returning to Albany after uh, several years' absence. I mean, the excitement that uh, we saw down at the Times Union Center, not only at the games, uh, especially the championship game, but you know, outside, I mean, the, the parties that were going on. It just seemed like everybody was happy to have 
arena, the Arena Football League back, and then all of a sudden it's just taken away, and it's like, you know, what what happened? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and, and I think for us, too, I mean, you know, I always knew that, uh, you know, the Albany Empire, uh, the Capital Region, uh, the Times Union Center, I mean, it's just a, it's such a great community to have arena football, uh, you know, in. And, and so for me, it was more of, not, oh, it's, it's dead, it'll never come back. It's, okay, at what league, at what capacity, what ownership group, uh, you know, because, it, you know, you can't deny, you know, what took place there for the last, uh, you know, the, over the 2000, 2018, 2019 season. So, um, you know, even though the AFL did fold, I knew in my heart it was just a matter of time before something was going to come about again. And that's the National Arena League that's uh, here going to come here in April of uh, 2021, uh, you know, pandemic permitting obviously but uh before we get into all that stuff but i mean when you heard that albany was coming back in in, in this league the uh, national arena league uh how excited were you i mean i know you weren't really named the coach just yet but how excited were you to, to be a part of knowing that was coming back oh yeah it was i mean very exciting and and so for me it's again i i, I like to say that I'm, I'm really well informed when it comes to the arena football league um just with all the ownership groups and and the people involved that I really know. So I knew that it was just a matter of time before somebody was going to purchase, uh, you know, the rights, uh, you know, to the name and obviously the franchise and the NAL, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, mainly, uh, uh, you know, an East Coast league. Why would you not have, uh, you know, the Albany Empire uh, involved in it? And so for me, uh, it was it was exciting to know that, uh, you know, that the NAL was coming into the market. Uh, you know, again, regardless of what league or whatever the league is called, to secure the Albany market, that that was that was big for me, and I was just really happy that they uh, they got that involved. And then that's where I came in. You know, then I get a phone call from an ownership group um, that you know, obviously the commissioner and the commissioner's office said, hey, you know, you know, give Rob Keith a call, and he's going to be someone that you want involved. And you know, we worked out a deal and negotiated and talked for a good month and a half until we both felt comfortable with where we were at. And, then it was all about moving forward and, and really building Albany uh, the, the right way again. I mean, I was going to ask how many seconds did it take you to, to say yes, you'll come back. But, I mean, yeah, what do you know about uh, the owner, Rob uh, Tradico? What does what he like? Well, no, Ron's a great guy. I mean, you know, I think first and foremost, you know, just like anybody who's involved in football, you know, they love football. And at the end of the day, they're, they're a businessman. And businessmen and women on both sides, uh, you know, that, that understand, hey, this is a great market. Here's a great product. What does it cost? What's the overhead on, on making this something that is really viable and that fans are going to enjoy? You know, how much uh, you know could we make? Uh, you know, in this business, uh, what can we do for the community? What's the impact uh, that we're going to have in a positive manner? So, all the right questions that I was you know hearing uh, from their side really made me so comfortable with coming back to Albany and, and, and really getting this done again. I, I think for me personally. I would feel upset if maybe someone else were to come into the Albany market as a coach. Not saying that I don't think that person would do a good job, but for me it was like, you know, it was so much unfinished, uh, you know, business. Obviously that was the hashtag that we used, but really it was, we just got started. And so I really want to solidify this market, get everything up and running, you know, make sure that we have winning seasons, make sure that we have a, a stable franchise again. Um, not saying that it was anybody's fault. Uh, that was with the franchise before, just the AFL, unfortunately, is a league folded. Um, so for me now, knowing that there is a plan, there is a vision, there is a goal, uh, you know, I'm glad to be a part of it. Uh, you know, will you be able to get a lot of the uh, your players? Uh, what's going to be like getting some of those guys back? Is that going to be easier, or are we going to see uh, maybe a whole new team? 
Well, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be a whole new team, but you know, for us, we were we were kind of a, we had two kind of different players. Um, we had players that were older and that they, they were at the kind of the end stages of their career, and they finished it out the right way um, with a championship. And we had a lot of players who were very young, and they just got introduced uh, to arena football, and that was like their first taste of arena football, and they got really excited for it. And so, you know, when you look at the average age, you know, the average age uh, of Major League Baseball is, is 29 years old. You know, the average age of uh, the NFL, uh, you know, National Football League is 26 years old. Arena football last year, our average age uh, in the league was 28 years old. So, it's, it's you know, we had a lot of guys that were in that 33, 34, 35 range. So, for us, I think you'll see a lot of the similar faces. Now, I hope uh, and we're 100% welcoming to anyone that wants to play. But when you take a year off, which last year was obviously, you know, for COVID, for the fact that we weren't back uh, in the AFL, you know, 34, you become 35. And if you're not training properly, so that's what we're doing right now. We're saying, hey, who wants to play? This is what we're looking to do. Hey, do you want to come back and you want to have a great season? And so we're open to all of it. But I think you'll see a lot of familiar faces and you'll, you'll see some new faces and uh, regardless, we'll have a, a great team and a, and a very competitive team on the field. Of course, this league, uh, as far as number of teams, are a lot more than what the arena football had. Uh, I mean, is that nice to have uh, more teams involved instead of just uh, five other teams like the, the AFL had? Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of variety, too. I think you're exactly right. I think the more teams, the better for every league. I think the goal uh, for me, you know, because I want this to be a stable, uh, you know, a profession, right? So I, I want the owners, obviously, uh, to feel like they're, you know, they're making enough money to make this a viable league so they can continue to grow it. You know, I want there to be a lot of opportunity for coaches. I want there to be a lot of opportunity for players. And then for fans uh, and for partners and sponsors and everybody that will be in the Times Union Center, I want them to see new teams. I want them to see new quarterbacks and new coaches and new franchises. So the more, the better. And, and I think that that's really what the goal is. And, uh, you know, if I was an owner right now, you really speak on partnerships. So you're only as good as the partners that you have. So, you know, hopefully that every owner has the same goal and, and the same, uh, you know, vision uh, that, you know, our owners have to, to really grow this league and, and, and make it viable. Of course, you mentioned the pandemic. Obviously, we're, we're living in different times. And uh, it's, you know, we're, we're seeing, we saw what the NHL and the NBA did. They went in the bubbles and uh, they had success. We're seeing some issues with the NFL, in particular the Tennessee Titans, with the number of players they had test positive for COVID. I mean, what, I mean, I know we're it's still not, we're not close to the start of the uh, National Arena League season yet, but what's, what's the talk right now you think about how this season is going to start next year? Yeah, will there be fans in the stands? Will you know? Will it be empty? What's what do you think it'll look like? Well, yeah, I, mean, I think you know, for for us, you know, we start in April, right? So I'd like to think, you know, for uh, you know, uh, you know, eight months away, that we'll still be in a good position where we're going to be able to play football, and you know, social distancing will, will be a thing of the past. I look, I think as a human nature, I can't imagine that there's a lot of people that won't. Uh, you know, be cautious. Uh, I, I'm sure there are a lot of people that will be very aware of their surroundings now, and, and that's good. I, you know, I think a lot of people will wash their hands more frequently. A lot of people will just be, you know, aware of where they're putting themselves, uh, you know, in particular positions in life in general, whether it be a bar, restaurant, or an arena football game. And I'll tell you this. If, if there is an issue with arena football and social distancing and, uh, you know, the fact if we could not play in April, I think the country – have some things that we really need to work out, and, and arena football is the last of our worries. You know that 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 that, that if that if that's continued.
continues into, you know, 2021 and goes into 2022, you know, we have some serious things that we have to work out. But for me, from an arena football standpoint, I really do think we're going to be right on track. I think it, it's all about the people, right? If the people are just continuing, you know, to be diligent in, in the way that they are, 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 are respecting others, uh, you know, space and making sure that people aren't getting sick. And New York is doing a great job uh, of making sure that they're containing everything. I think we'll be wide open in April. I think it'll, it'll, it'll be a great time. Again, springtime, we'll get out of those winter months. And again, not being a scientist, but my job is to prepare. And so I, you know, I'm going to prepare accordingly. And I think, you know, everything that we're hearing, all the information we're getting, I'd like to think by April, you know, we're, we're playing the TU Center. We got as many fans that can fit in there as, as possibly can. What, what do you love about Albany? I, I, love, I love the people. You know, that, that's something that means a lot to me. You know, again, you know, some towns are hockey towns. Some towns are, are baseball towns. You know, Albany is a football town. And, and for me, uh, it, it just means so much to be a head coach, you know, in this, in this organization for this region because of how passionate they are about football. I mean, that, it's really special. And it really helps from a recruiting standpoint, too. I mean, the players love it. I mean, the first thing they'll say is, you know, nobody wants to play in front of 10 fans. I mean, that's the last thing that we want to do. So the fact that we get the crowds that we do, the fact that we get the experience that we do around the community, you know, players play very hard for communities like that. And I coach very hard for communities that really support you. So the support system, and I think every player or coach professionally will always tell you that, that they're always looking for support. I mean, the last thing you want to do is to be a professional head coach and be in a town that doesn't support you. I mean, that, that sometimes that hurts your heart because you, you, you wonder and question why you're doing what you're doing. But when you have a town and a city and a region that really supports you with this much effort and energy and enthusiasm, it, it just makes my job so much easier because I get to wake up every day feeling great about what I'm doing. Well, I've got some more questions for you, so let's take a break here on the Parting Shots podcast. Uh, my guest is Rob Keefe, uh, the Albany Empire head coach. We'll be back in just a moment here on the Parting Shots podcast. Hey, NASCAR fans. It's time to rev up the engines and play the Daily Gazette's Auto Racing Contest. Each week during the 36-week racing season, you pick 10 drivers. If you have the week's best point total, you'll receive a $50 Hannaford gift card. If you have the best point total for the season, you'll win a $250 Hannaford gift card. Be part of the fun. Go to dailygazette.com slash autoracing. Get your motor running and play today. What's going on, everybody? My name is Freddie Coleman, host of ESPN Radio's Freddie and Fitzsimmons. And you're listening to the Party Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Back on the Parting Shots podcast, I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott and Rob Keefe, the head coach of the Albany Empire of the National Arena League. He's uh, kind enough to join us here on the podcast today. Rob, I want to step away from the football because I follow you on Twitter. and I know you really uh, are you know, involved with social justice and you, you, know, you, you speak out about a lot of that. Well, this, the way the country is right now, Rob, it's just, we're just in some weird times, obviously with the pandemic. But we also have, you know, we, we see what happened with, in Minnesota and uh, Louisville with what happened. What do you make of it? Well, I, I'll say this. I, I think for me, uh, when, when people ask uh, about, you know, racial equality or social injustice, to me, that's not a political stance. You know, whether you're uh, a Republican or a Democrat or an independent, that it doesn't fall, in my opinion, within the threshold of you know being a good person. You know that that 
for no matter who you vote for, at the end of the day, we all should take care of our common, you know, fellow man or, or woman for that matter. So for me, I, you know, I really, really firmly believe in racial equality. I firmly uh, uh, believe in gender equality. Like there's just something in me that just really believes that, you know, we should all be in service to others. And that's really what a coach is. I, you know, at the end of the day, I consider myself the ultimate team player. You know, football has always taught me that you can't do this alone. You can't do it by yourself. I mean, this is why 11 people are in the huddle. You know, I'll ring the football right. There's eight people in the huddle, whatever it might be. You know, you can't, you know, hike the ball to yourself. You can't throw the ball to yourself. You can't catch a ball that you didn't throw to yourself. It just takes a whole team. So, you know, again, when it comes to what's going on in the country, it does, you know, it affects me. You know, I, I, those are the kind of things that really do keep me up at night where I'm, seeing you know people that are hurting or people that are in need and people that are crying out and when you feel like they're not getting the answers or um the help that they so desperately need you know that 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 does affect you at the end of the day so i really hope that there's a there's a healing there's a, an ultimate unifier that can really bring this country together because again as a team player you want everybody to be on the same page so we all can prosper and we all can feel good about what we're doing in life I mean, I, you see people on Twitter and, and you know, some of the conservative news programs telling uh, athletes to uh, stick to sports and they shouldn't be um, commenting on social issues. Uh, what do you say to them? Well, it's an interesting topic, right? So, uh, you know, I see it from both ways. That, that's, just, that, that's something that I really do believe, and I, I really do believe that you cannot move forward unless you see it from all angles, unless you're able to have civil, respectful conversations with maybe somebody that doesn't agree with you or somebody, you know, that you don't uh, agree with. So for me, sometimes, and I understand this, when fans are saying, look, I have a hard enough time as it is in my own life where I want to turn on the TV or I want to go to a game or I want to watch, you know, a sporting event, and I don't want to have to think about anything else outside of the sport. You know, I can understand that. If somebody wants to drift away and they feel in their mind that sports is only supposed to be about what happens, you know, on the field or the court or the diamond or whatever it might be, the the argument that I have to that, or maybe, you know, where I can pull back the curtain a little bit to, to shed some light for fans that feel that way, are, again, when I just shared uh, uh, the average age of these players, I mean, these are very young people. These are, these are mid-20s people. And, you know, six or seven years ago, before college, before they had the money that was in their pocket, they were dealing with these issues. And they still deal with these issues. Their family still deals with these issues. And so to think that just because they're playing a sport means they're unaware or uh, oblivious to what's happening to their local communities that they grew up in and, 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 and what's happening to people that they know about or people that look like them or feel that like them, that, that's really difficult for me to, to think a fan can't relate to that because it doesn't matter if you're white or black. If there is an issue that's affecting a player as a coach, we know what goes on behind the scenes. I mean, there are some serious things that happen during the course of a season where you have to discuss with your team. Again, if, if God forbid a player's family member died or whatever, to, to think that wouldn't be weighing heavy on their heart if they play a football game is 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 kind of uh, you know ignorant to think that that wouldn't be hurting that person in some way. So the human nature in this is is really what this is all about. And so I would say for people that you know are fans or players, there has to be some kind of ground. I think where again, sports is a reflection of society. Art is a reflection of society. Music is a reflection of society. We have to figure out these societal issues, and then I think you will see 
quote-unquote normalcy, you know, back into, you know, the question you asked about sport. But until then, I, you know, I do think this is going to be an issue where you'll see a lot of, uh, you know, sporting, you know, people speak out because of what's happening in, in, in the reflection of society that's causing this. Well, we saw the NBA stop uh, their playoffs and then and Major League Baseball following suit and then later the NHL uh, late in the summer. I mean, how proud were you of that? Well, I, you know, again, I'm proud that the conversation is being had. That, I think that's the biggest thing for me. And even if people don't agree with what I'm saying right now, that we can have these conversations. I'm not saying you have to agree with me. I'm not saying you have to agree, uh, you know, uh, with you know these other sports leagues when they when they do feel like you know something is weighing heavy on the entire organization and and uh, you know body of of their sports hearts. You know, for me, it's it's. I think the difference is, and I think people have to understand this, is the difference of, I always take it, you know, protesting and demonstrating are very, are two different things. You know, I'm not, I'm not protesting, uh, you know, against the American flag. I hope nobody is protesting against the American flag, but the demonstration was taken during the, uh, the American flag where, where, you know, they, they were protesting racial inequality during the raising of the American flag or during the Star Spangled Banner or whatever it might be. And so it's, I, I just think it's, it's really about listening. And again, you don't have to agree. It can, it can upset you, I understand. But I would say, you know, leave with an open heart. And then the people who are protesting, hopefully that they're listening. Hopefully that they can understand why is this affecting people? Why, why are people mad that we're doing this? And I just, I really uh, uh, believe in the common ground of getting people in the same room you know, a panel, whatever it might be, whether, again, Democrat, Republican, whether you believe in social injustice or you don't think there's anything going on, and sit down and have some kind of, you know, civil conversation to really figure these things out to benefit all. You mentioned about um, kneeling and protesting, uh, considering with, with uh, the American flag. It seems like the narrative was stolen by certain people. You know, they, they turned it into, a, they're protesting the military and it's, well, to me, if, uh, I, if people say that to me, I say, if they're protesting the military, why did a Green Beret uh, suggest to Colin Kaepernick to kneel instead of sit? I mean, I, it, it's, that's, I, I, that's my issue with the situation. I think people don't understand why they're protesting. They see uh, uh, you know, the, the, the black athlete kneeling and they're thinking they're, they're um, pro, you know, basically protesting against the military. And you're absolutely right, and I think that that's where the discussion needs to come into play, where I think sometimes people get this, they hear one thing, and it, it's just so ingrained in their minds that this is how it's going to be, this is, I've, I've made my mind up, and that's why I like to see, really, and I, I do appreciate being a coach in this matter, where, look, when you're in a football locker room, there are guys who are Republican, there are guys who are Democrat, there are guys who come from wealthy families, there are guys who grew up poor, uh, you know, there's guys who are of all different religions, there, there's guys, those are real conversations, these conversations that you probably couldn't have at the, at the dinner table at Thanksgiving, you can have in a locker room because they are able to recognize if we don't agree with each other, that's okay, we still can accomplish our goal of winning this football game or this championship season by somehow working together despite our differences. And that's the beauty in my mind when it does come to sports. So when sports athletes are criticized, you know, these guys are used to having differences with people, but they want to shed light on their own experience or what's, you know, you know experience that they, uh, you know, uh, people are experiencing that they are supporting. So I, I, just, I, I really do say that at the end of the day to all the questions, 
is if people can just really listen, they really have an open heart, really not shut people off, really try to take the time to understand really what's going on. So, again, some common ground can be met so we all can prosper. Well, Rob, I appreciate a few minutes. This was a fascinating conversation, talking arena football, talking uh, real life. It's uh, it's great. Uh, I know you're a good follow. You know, let people know where they can follow you on Twitter. Yeah, so you can follow me at Twitter at, at, at T-Fence. Uh, so it's my it's a it's a nickname I got a very long time ago as as a football player. Uh, but instead of defense, it, it's key fence, K E E F E N F E. So at at key fence, um, you know, really cool name that I got there. And then you know, Facebook and, and Instagram, just my name, Rob Keith. And uh, but again, and I'm always doing that. I'm very aware too, and I, I always say this that I'm very aware that when it comes to entertainment, sports, and certain things, to take a stance. Sometimes you can alienate uh, a side that doesn't agree with your stance. And I always welcome conversation. I always go back to that, that, you know, the intent is always to make sure that people are aware that, hey, this is what's going on. Now let's communicate to hear both sides of it. So always up for interesting and, and, and good civil dialogue. Well, Rob, I appreciate a few minutes and uh, can't wait to get the arena, fo- arena football going again here in Albany and uh, look forward to uh, hooking up with you uh, when uh, you guys are ready to have media day and practices again. Absolutely, Ken. Thank you so much for covering us, and we always appreciate your support and, and all your efforts and energy for us. Thank you so well, much. Well, I appreciate that, and I have to tell you, I, I really had had a chance to talk to you since uh, you, you, won, you won the Arena Football League Championship, but that was just a blast covering, uh, doing video for the Gazette and just having a good, uh, enjoying the game, and uh, I, my uh, pants and shirt finally, I finally dried out from the champagne celebration. <laughs> yes, yes, no, and that's what it's all about. I mean, that's and those are the memories that we want to, we want to, you know, continue people to have. And I think that's the goal for myself too. You just want to continue to bring those those good vibes for everybody. I'm looking forward to having another season. We can have that opportunity to do that as well. All right, Rob, appreciate it. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you, Ken. Thank you so much. Hey, football fans, the Daily Gazette You Pick'em Football Contest is back. Predict the winners of the weekly games via your You Pick'em online account. The fan with the most correct points each week gets their name in Thursday's Daily Gazette and wins a $100 ShopRite grocery gift card. The fan with the most overall points after 23 weeks wins a $1,000 travel voucher and could win a trip to Hawaii. To play, go to dailygazette.com football and create your account or use your past account. Select the teams you think will win. You may enter your picks and score predictions five minutes before the start of each game. For official rules, go to dailygazette.com football. For questions concerning the local contest, contact Randy Lewis at rlewis at dailygazette.net. The trip to Hawaii is part of a national contest. The You Pick'em Football Contest is run by the Daily Gazette Advertising Department and not associated with the Daily Gazette Sports Department. Hi, this is Mark Kestisher, the voice of the NBA on ESPN Radio and proud member of the 518 from Gilderland High School. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Now, here's Ken. Back to wrap up the podcast. Check out my Parting Shots blog for my Week 5 NFL picks and TV listings. Go to dailygazette.com slash category slash sports slash parting dash shots. Once again, 
I am going head-to-head with Daily Gazette news columnist Sarah Foss. Sarah went 9-6 and six last week to improve to 43-19-1. I was 10-5 and five to go to 40-22-1. I'm starting my comeback, folks, so keep checking out those picks. Also, keep checking out DailyGazette.com and the print edition for the latest updates in news and sports on the coronavirus pandemic. I want to thank all the doctors, nurses, and first responders who are dealing with this pandemic. We appreciate the job you're doing in this difficult time. Now that the state is reopened, that does not mean you should relax. Keep wearing the face mask while you're out. Be considerate. Be safe. Remember that Election Day is November 3rd. Be sure you get out and vote. That wraps up another edition of the Party Shots podcast. I'd like to thank Albany Empire head coach Rob Keefe for coming on the show. The Parting Shots podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and SoundCloud. Subscribe today. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers, and I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports, be smart, stay safe.